I'm Jason Ariola. And I'm Dominic Chavis, and this is Rock Out With Your Card Out. Okay, so we were going to do Time Force for Game Boy Color this week, and again, nope, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, we're doing it this time. <laughs> I know I promised it last week, but yeah, so here we are, we're doing Power Rangers Time Force for the Game Boy Color. Uh, no more, no more fake outs, no more head fakes, no more psychs on this one, this is the real deal this time, we're actually covering it, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, and boy, oh boy, what a soundtrack, man, you know, I'm kind of glad we did go into this one after the last one, because... I was kind of feeling a little down about the whole month after that. Like, the soundtrack wasn't bad, but it's like it's, like we talked about in the last one, that the hardware limitations of the Game Boy Advance. I was like, oh, boy, oh, boy, this is making it real hard to be positive about some of these things. Yeah, I, I honestly, I really wasn't digging it that much. But, yeah. you know, like I said, limitations, man. <laughs> yep, yep. It, and honestly, like, I think that's one of the few Game Boy Advance games Mizutani worked on, so it's kind of weird to, I don't know, maybe it was just a weird transition for him to go on having something entirely different. Uh, going over some interviews he's done over the years, like, he seems to be a little bit more comfortable in a confined workspace as far as, like, video game music goes. Like, it seems like he actually prefers the chip stuff, which is kind of weird. I, he seems to like mm. the restrictions and working around them, whereas, like, an artist like Tim Fallen almost seemed like frustrated by them, I guess, in a sense. It's weird. Mizutani seems to be a little bit more comfortable in this in this space because he hasn't done really very much recently. I think the last thing I remember him doing was like King of Fighters 13. And oh, wow. At the, this point, God, that's got to be like seven years ago, maybe five years ago. I don't know. It's been quite a while since he's, uh, since he's done anything that I can really remember off the top of my head, but... I'm sure he's done something here and there, but uh, just off the top of my head, like King of Fighters 13 is the last thing I really remember seeing him credited on, so... Damn. All right, so um, I guess uh, we'll, we'll get this thing going here real quick. Have you had any experience with Power Rangers Time Force? Hell no. Oh, okay, me neither. So, yeah, I was just looking up the, the Power Rangers for this one, and there is a... Apparently, there are two Red Rangers. Uh, one of them is the Quantum Ranger, though, so... Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the, the, the design on his costume is just a hair different. It um, Instead of, like, the little... I don't know, I think, like, instead of the white part on the on his chest, it's, like, black, I'm thinking, if I'm remembering right. But, yeah, hmm. I was like, oh, that's interesting. There's two Red Rangers in this one. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. And also, this is the first time a dinosaur-themed Zord comes back into play. It is the uh, Quantum Rex Zord, I think. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. I was just like, okay, some of these... Like, I gotta stop, like, deep diving on the uh, Power Rangers, like, information. I should just, like, look up the game really quick and kind of move on. Just be like, oh, okay, they travel through time in this one. Cool. Let's just listen to the music. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. I, I played this one a little bit. Um, it's... It is 
difficult to the point that I wasn't really enjoying it. it. I'm sure if I like slogged it out a little bit more and tried and got a little bit more comfortable with the gameplay, I might have enjoyed it a little bit more, but I kind of fell off this one pretty quickly and I was like, eh, there's something else I'm in the middle of playing right now to review. So I was like, I'm going to actually go to that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's surprising. <laughs> I got, uh, is it really? Every uh, Power Rangers game we've talked about so far hasn't been great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, they've been super easy from what I've heard. Yeah. Well, the last two, like the, uh, what was it? The Ninja Storm one was a little, one wasn't easy, but it was also like, I feel like it wasn't designed very well. This one seems to be suffering on a little bit more of the just difficult for difficulty's sake. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, not really, not really feeling this one. But the soundtrack, I, I have found, I am. This might be my favorite one that we've done so far out of all the Power Ranger ones. Yeah, I agree with you, man. This has been really cool. Like, like I said, this is the first time we're doing a Game Boy Color one or just Game Boy in general, and I am, I'm very happy with the results. Yeah, seriously, man, I'm a uh, super surprised with this OST. Yeah, Musatani really put in some work into this one, so I was really happy to see. You know, like I said, we, we, we sort of were like a little, eh, that was okay, the last one. There were some, some not high highs, there were some, like, you know, pretty, like, mid-range highs to that one as far as quality goes. It was just those shrieking, shrill noises that the Game Boy Advance does when it starts <laughs> getting not comfortable with what you're trying to make it do that it yep. kind of really hurt that soundtrack. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Overload, man. Pretty it much. fucking killed it. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah, like you said, know your limitations, or at least know the hardware's limitations that you're working with. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But, yeah, but I mean, I guess if that was his first time, maybe working with the Game Boy Advance, maybe we can forgive him for it. And you know, these licensed games tend to be under a uh, tight time constraint as far as production goes. So maybe he was under a little bit of a maybe he was under the gun a little bit on getting these things done. So I'll try to cut him some slack because everything else we've covered with Mizutani has been wonderful. So I think we can let him slide maybe with that one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know at this point. We're I don't know if we're going to continue with this uh, this Mighty Morphin May or just call it Mizutani May at this point because it's <laughs> almost what it's turned into. I know, right? <laughs> it's like we've only had one other soundtrack we've talked about that has been not done by Mizutani. But hey, you know when you when you got quality works like this, who the hell can argue, right? Exactly. Can't pass them up. Yep. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to the first two tracks we're going to talk about today. We are going to listen to Chapter 1, Silver Hills, Present Day. And these are going to have some long titles, so bear with me. Hopefully I don't stumble over them. And the second song we're going to be listening to is Chapter 2, Underwater Base in the Future. Yes, a Power Rangers <laughs> game about the Power Rangers traveling through time is going to have a lot of in the future, in the past, in their titles. So, yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and listen to those two, and we'll be right back.
So, first up, big breath, hold on. Chapter 1, Silver Hills, present day. I'm going to have to do that every single time we do it. Just to make sure I take a breath before I say these titles, because we long-winded, buddy. <laughs> that old age, man. Uh, you're telling me, man. Me and my old-ass lungs. It's like, I, was, I wasn't even a smoker for more than, like, six months, so I don't really know what my excuse is. Yeah, just old, I guess. Yeah, so. Yeah. You said it best, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, this one's got a nice, more like mellow intro to it. Leads into a much more rich sound. About 38 seconds into it, it sounds like it's going to loop, but there's a very slight difference in the background that keeps it going for a little bit longer. Uh, personally, I think this is a great track to kind of kick things off. Not just this podcast, but also the game in general when you start playing it. It's well-placed because you need something catchy like this in a not-great Game Boy platformer. So you're probably going to be hearing this one quite a bit if you're trying to play this game without save states. So having something really catchy to get you like going right off the bat and keep you coming back, I think this track is very well-placed for what it needed to do. And, you know, Mizutani just, you know, knocked it out of the park again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And placement's everything, uh... Yeah, I really enjoyed this track. To me, it's kind of funny. It's like Mega Man meets Kirby, you know, just the sound of it all. Oh, dude, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Pretty interesting. Has an ex- excellent rhythm and uh, progression, and the track never really loses that edge. In fact, uh, I'm pretty damn surprised with it. Wasn't really expecting this at all. Yeah, that's a, uh, I don't want to say a big through line, which is about everything Mizutani does, but you kind of listen to it, and you expect one thing, and he kind of does a little bit something different. Mm-hmm. And after everything we've heard so far, I mean, this is just this is awesome. This is great. This yeah. is what we needed. <laughs> yeah, we had, a, we had a, a tiny bit of a rough week last week. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't bad. There are definitely no, a lot worse bad, things, but, but yeah. You know, to me, this is definitely topping everything off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That first one we did, I thought was really great. Like that, like I said, that, that hearing that soundtrack for the Super Nintendo Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game was sort of the impetus of this like whole month happening. And getting back to Mizutani again I don't know how to put it. Like he's just like doing the first thing that we covered was really great. The second thing was good, and now we're going back to like top tier Mizutani work. I feel. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, said it perfectly. He's just like <laughs> he's just kind of bouncing all over the place, and even when he dips low, he's still doing pretty good. So yeah, really, <laughs> not a not a lot of complaints. I think I can really have with the man. So, all right, hold on, big breath again. Chapter 2, Underwater Base in the Future, was the second track we listened to there. <laughs> this one starts off a little bit slower. wasn't really doing it for me until the bridge at 49 seconds in, and that led into a little bit more of an intense feeling section 57 seconds in. Mizutani really knows how to make use of the higher notes to make things feel a little bit more intense, and that section just before the loop really hammers that point home. He is just a master at using different scales of notes when he's composing these things. And I really would like to hear him compose, like, not legitimate music, but you know what I mean? Just, like, with more real instrumentation versus chip stuff. Because his use of notes just really surprises me. He really knows how to use the scales to evoke certain emotions and, like, up the intensity or kind of mellow things out a little bit. Just with how high or how low the notes are. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, His musical vocabulary is just phenomenal. I mean, this guy, it seems like he can do anything he wants to with music. And I'd love to actually hear him produce something, putting to use real instrumentation, you know, instead mm-hmm. of uh, what we've heard so far, which is great. But I'd totally love to hear some some new stuff with uh, natural instruments. But, you know, back to this track, I honestly, I thought it was a, a wacky beat, but it sticks. It's totally original as well. And I'm digging that lead that comes in at the 10 second mark. I think that's just one catchy section. Thought this track unfolded well. Could live without the intro, though. <laughs> Not that it's bad, just think it's a little weak. Yeah, it does kind of take a little while to take off. 
I don't know what it is with like Mizutani stuff that takes a like it starts off a little bit slower. Like I don't want him to always like mm, slap me in the face, take a shot <laughs> <laughs> with something when he's composing. I, I I do appreciate when he does slow things down a little bit more, but. This one, I think it just took a little too much to wind up. But also, once it wound up, it's like, oh, man, this is great. It just took a little too long for my taste. Yeah, and it's not that I didn't like it. It's, it could just be my taste. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 was, it worked. It's just not something I'd want to hear. Yeah. For all the differences we have in musical taste, there's a lot of overlap and also what we like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of strange. Like I said, you know, I I am not into like metal at all. And, you know, you just kind of listen. Like you, like you said, if you put our, let's say, not video game music interests together and, you know, put them side to side, you would think these two could never possibly have anything to talk about with music. But then you do video game music and we're like, oh, yeah, this is good here. And this is great. This is good. It's just kind I know, of, right? It's really strange. Like I said, it's like, oh, I like Richard Marks. And then Dom like, I like Iron Maiden. It's like, why do we get along at all? Who the fuck is Richard Marks? Yeah. I'm like, Iron Maiden, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, they were great for like 13 seconds in 1982. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's been a weird little mesh of interest for the two of us. But hey, it's worked out pretty well so far, and yeah. I'm happy with the results. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why it's working because, uh, you know, our, I guess our musical backgrounds are so different. It's nice to actually relate to, uh, you know, video game music. It's video game music. It's just, I don't know. It's cool, man. It, I'm learning a lot from you. You know, the way you look at some of these uh, these tracks, just, you know, to me, I'd, I'd never look at them that way. I'd never hear certain things, mm-hmm. but that's the beauty of it, man. That's why we're doing this. Exactly. And like I said, man, I picked up so much from you as far as just like how things work and structure and all that stuff. Like for me, it was always just like, oh, I kind of like this. Like thinking back to like, I think it was when we were talking to Megan, uh, like in episode six, like, like I said, you can explain things on or to me. Hey, Dominic, this does this at this part. What exactly is that? And you, you know, you can give me the technical rundown of it. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's not just that it bloops and bleeps differently than it did before. Cool. Great. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of blooping and bleeping differently, the next two tracks we're going to listen to, and then there's another one that is thematic with that one. Uh, basically, these are all sort of, we'll say similar to each other. They all take place in the fabled city. Uh, the first one we're going to listen to, though, is Chapter 3, Fabled City, Present Day. Man, I managed to do that without taking a gigantic breath beforehand, so bravo <laughs> me. Good job, lung capacity. <laughs> Slow clap, thank you. I appreciate it. Take a bow. <laughs> All right, and the next track after that will be Chapter 4, Fabled City in the Past. Like I said, these two, you're going to hear a little bit similarities, and then the first track we play after this segment, you'll also notice a little bit of a similarity. But they're different enough that they totally weren't talking about, and yeah, so like I said, we're going to go ahead and listen to those, and we will be right back.
All right, chapter three, Fabled City, present day. Ah, got that all out. All right, we're getting, I'm getting this. I don't think I have to take a deep breath now. I think I think my lungs are warmed up and we're good to go. <laughs> I hope so anyway. Oh, geez. All right, this thing's got a really great percussion again. Uh, about 29 seconds in, it starts a section where there's like bars of notes that are completely different section. Adds a really nice contrast to each other. Another one that I feel just has a great feeling to it. Even if it's a little slight and not much to talk about, it's just catchy as hell. And it also... It like, really sets up the next two tracks we're going to talk about. Like I said, the next one, the second one we're going to talk about that's a sort of remake of this. Not remake. Um, what am I looking for? Um, like a different mix of this one is going to be the next section or the next segment after this one. So we'll, we'll get to that one when we get to that one. But I think this one sets up those other two tracks really well, along with being catchy in of its own. So it's a nice standalone, but it also does a really good job of kind of giving you something to bounce off of with the next two tracks. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. One thing that really caught my ear was uh, the dueling leads. The way this track was composed allows you to pick a lead and follow it or just listen to them both play out, also allowing you to uh, enjoy the harmonization. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's a great uh, great way to, to design a track. Mm -hmm. The track isn't overpowering by any means, and it has great progression. Honestly, so far, this is my favorite track. Okay, so so far out of the ones we've listened to, or yes. are we... Are, okay, okay, I was going to say, are we uh, are we getting into spoiler <laughs> alert here for the rest of the podcast? No. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Okay. Like I said, I, I, I agree with you there. It's definitely... This is top tier for this soundtrack, and this soundtrack itself is kind of top tier Mizutani as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I know we said that already, like, twice, but whatever. I mean, this is a really good soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I definitely got to underline it. <laughs> yeah, I I would not have expected a you know a Game Boy Color game that got put out in like two thousand and one, like, you know, well after the Game Boy Color should have been dead and buried. <laughs> you know, at that at that point, that thing is like twelve years old, I think, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Wow. And so you would think like, oh no, no one's going to put any effort into a Game Boy Color licensed, you know average platformer and the Mizutani comes along and just like no nah, no nah, I got this no nah, I'm gonna put some effort into this don't you worry guys I got this thing <laughs> this is my game like I said I'm, I'm really surprised with this OST I was not expecting this yeah yeah I, I was going through a bunch of Power Ranger games trying to pick out what we we're gonna do for this month and when I came across this one I was like oh this is really catchy and then I you know eventually like looked up the composer and I was like it's Mizutani of course it's catchy stupid I mean when has he done something that is not catchy <laughs> <laughs> very true uh, yeah, like I said, eventually this podcast is just going to be like half half of us like sitting there like seeing how awesome Chibi Tech is, and the other half just saying how awesome Musatani is at this rate. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's uh, going in that direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For a guy who is obsessed with Falcom Sound Team, I am uh, sort of putting them to the side for Musatani, which is a absolute <laughs> criminal thing, and we'll, we'll I will rectify that eventually. Don't you worry, folks. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one here. Chapter 4, Fabled City in the Past. See, I just said it quicker this time, so I got it out with having to take a big <laughs> breath. So I figured if I just spit out really fast, I could get it out like that, just in one breath. <laughs> That's the joy of speaking, man. <laughs> yeah, just turning into the uh, Micro Machines man. Micro Machine Man in my old age. Except stumbling a little bit more than he did. Oh, God, I don't know how that guy did that. Anyway, what am I talking about that for? <laughs> Uh, Dominic and I are recording at a different time than we normally do. Normally, we kind of do this like early afternoon after we've both like taken our naps after work, basically. And I'm still a little more alert, I suppose, because I haven't gone to sleep yet. So that might be why I'm a little bit more like, hey, yeah, ba 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 ba. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm feeling dead. <laughs> okay, well, see, uh, uh, yeah, we're on the opposite ends of, ends of the spectrum of when we normally record. <laughs> normally, I think you're a little bit more awake than I am, and I'm kind of like, yo, I'm faking it, I got it, but uh, I'm kind of gen 
genuinely awake right now so yeah it's weird <laughs> anyway uh let's go ahead and get this track done here uh totally different tonally than what we've heard so far there's a weird like almost tragic sound too with little bits of flavor thrown in throughout to keep from sounding too much like a bummer that morose sound really kicks in for a bit at about the 30 second mark it's not normally what i come to easy tani for but i really dig the vibe on this one it's it is completely out of his wheelhouse almost and along with another track we're going to talk about here later that i'm like there's no way he composes right really this is the only composer on this one i don't want to say it almost called bullshit but you know bullshit yep bullshit total bullshit anyway but yeah like i said i totally dig this one even if it is a little bit different than what i'm like looking for in a mizutani track yeah out of the few last tracks we've heard so far this is definitely standing on the other side of the line just so different the percussions and the little wisps of bass lines were a really cool idea. You know, talk about flavor. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that at all. I'm really impressed with uh, Mizutani's pattern vocabulary. Everything is its always so fresh and interesting. He, he knows how to design a track. Not only that, he is uh, also extremely consistent. Yeah, the man knows how to put together a soundtrack. And, you know, the fact that, like I said, we have three out of the five that we've covered this month are Mizutani's. Or is it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, shouldn't be much yeah. of a surprise. Although the last one was kind of like a, like a, not a Hail Mary, but it was just sort of like an audible, basically, we pull at the last minute. Like, hey, you know, the, the Red Ranger from Ninja Storm died. Maybe we should do the Ninja Storm <laughs> thing as sort of like a little tribute to him. So that one yeah. sort of pulled out of our hat, and I didn't know Mizutani did it until I sat through the long play of it and was like, oh, hey, Mizutani's on the sound credit. God damn it, Jason. <laughs> all coincidence <laughs> yeah i completely planned this out where we were going to do mizutani somebody else mizutani somebody else and then somebody else i was like no we're not doing three mizutani things how did it end up three mizutani damn things i see yep, yep. Uh, best laid plans man best laid plans <laughs> hey it's fine with me i'm yeah. enjoying his work <laughs> yeah absolutely it's just you know i'm trying to spread it out a little bit more not uh you know the first like 16 episodes of the podcast we've covered we've covered like five different <laughs> albums of his now or five different works of his now at this point yeah really <laughs> it's like jeez. Eh, all right anyway uh let's go ahead and move on to the next two tracks here next one we're going to listen to is the third iteration of the fabled city one this one is chapter four fabled city in the future and right after that we're going to move on to chapter five jungle in the past so we'll listen to those and be right back
Alright, so chapter four. Fabled City in the future. Man, I, I should have taken a breath, right, Dominic? I screwed that up. <laughs> Jeezel. Oh, uh, man. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Alright, this one is largely the same track as the last two we talked about, but intensified to hell. This one manages to not... <clears throat> This one manages to not lose that morose sound somehow, while upping the tempo quite a bit. I think it's the background sound that's the big difference. While the sound at the forefront is largely the same, that background stuff gives it like a completely different vibe. Out of the three of these, I think the in the past one is in my or is my favorite, but this one, I like I said, I definitely dig this one. It just I'm trying to think. The best I could put it is like this game mixed with like Mega Man X a little bit. Hmm. And maybe it's the in the future sort of thing in the title that's stuck in my head. So maybe I'm putting that there just because of, you know, Mega Man X is the future Mega Man, which I guess I, I just <laughs> it's just something in my head that I'm like, this one seems like it, it's got a little bit more of that futuristic feel to it. And I'm sure it has something to do with the title, like making me grasp at straws at that. But that's just the way it came out for me. <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, the title can. Well, for me, titles definitely lead me to you know, sway in a certain direction, especially uh, how I think about the track, too. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, that makes perfect sense to me. Oh, good. I'm not a complete idiot. <laughs> not a complete uh, lemming just following the uh, the track title be like, this is what it's supposed to sound like because of the title. What? Right off the cliff. Okay, down I go. <laughs> oh, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, once again, uh, excellent and surprising sound design. To me, this track was just something new and exciting, just like the last one. By changing the rhythm and, the, and tinkering with the tempo, uh, something new came up, which is really cool. That's why I love sound design. If you know how to design a sound and actually design a track, compose it well, you can use the track you just made and turn it into something else. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely, but, you know, man. Yeah, but I, I agree with you. In in the past, totally takes the cake. As much as I enjoyed this one, uh, in the past is just, I don't know, it's stuck in my head. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know, like I said, for me, I just, maybe it's just that, different Mizutani feel it doesn't normally go with what he does and it's just like yeah. it's still clearly his work but at the same time it sounds very different you could still put a gun on my head and be like is this Mizutani or not and I'd be like uh yes pretty comfortably you know <laughs> another track we're going to talk about here in a little bit I'd be like no that is not uh, no hey, guess what bullet in the brain pan Jason got it wrong <laughs> oh yep <laughs> yeah but we'll get to that one here in a little bit so uh, let's go ahead and oh you actually I'm sorry were you done with that one I'm all done. All right, cool, man. Sorry, I'm just, just, it sounded like you were done, so I just want to be bouncing around here because I know we're both a little like, yeah, we should not, not hurry through this so we can get to bed, but hurry through this so we can get to bed. <laughs> all right, anyway, uh, Chapter 5, Jungle in the Past. This one is a great use of that trademark Mizutani percussion again. About 34 seconds in, it goes to a bridge of sorts with, like, mid-range notes that just sell the hell out of this track. Here's one I would love to have Mizutani be able to flex his like hardware muscle with. It's so great, but it feels like it is just busting out of the limitations of the Game Boy. Like it is just this, <laughs> this thing feels like a sausage casing that is literally about to explode if like you just like put it out in the sun and warm it up just a hair. It's gonna expand and just pop everywhere. <laughs> That's hilarious. That might be the most disgusting analogy I've ever come up with. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but that it works. I, I thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, still, it's one that doesn't feel like it's got a single wasted millisecond in it, and for me, I think this is my favorite track in this thing. I, I'm not 100% sure, but for sure, out of what we've gotten through so far, this is my favorite. Like I said, just busting at the seams with trying to do something else that the Game Boy just isn't capable of, but he's pulled himself in enough to just, like, not go over the edge. It is just a fantastic piece of Game Boy music, just utilizing that hardware to its absolute limit. Yeah, it seems like uh, 
he definitely understands where the limits end. <laughs> Unlike not to, any Game Boy not to overdo it. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> oh, you're all good, dude. But, uh, you know, not too sure why, but this track really reminds me of the game Joe and Mac. I don't know if you've ever played that, but... Uh, oh, the, like, uh, like the, the, the side-scrolling uh, caveman thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I can. You know what? I think I can kind of see that, man. It's been a long time since I played. Well, not a long time. I played it like, well, I guess ten years now is a long time. Yeah, I just, I keep forgetting. Like the the Wii, like the Wii still feels contemporary to me in, in my head, you know. And then I think like that was two thousand and six that came out. Like I was like, because I was thinking like I last played one of those on the virtual console on the Wii. I was like, oh yeah, surely that's pretty recently. And I'm like, that could have been ten years ago. You dumb dumb. <laughs> yeah, uh, Joe Mac was a. I don't even know when it was released. I'm not going to get into that right now, but it was a, uh, it's an old game. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a cool game. That song totally reminds me of it with that out of the way. Let's get on with, uh, what else I have to say about this <laughs> <laughs> killer intro, great lows, mids and highs. And this track sort of covers everything a good track consists of not to mention it has a fun beat to it. This really does help you understand how well Mizutani can create a song and his sound design, you know, is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So that I can't give him enough credit. Guy really knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, busting at the uh, sausage casing uh, analogy aside, <laughs> that uh, I really wish I could take back now because I'm just like, ugh. I mean, I guess I could have come up with a lot worse, you know. But we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I, I had another thing just pop to my head, and I'm like, nah, let's not go with that one, Jason. That's even worse. That's more disgusting. Huh. And you know, we're we're growing. Let's not lose listeners because of just a, a disgusting analogy popped in my head. <laughs> Oh, jeez, uh, oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, like you said, dude, this this thing is just phenomenal. This whole soundtrack, uh, again, we're hammering this home again, but this whole soundtrack is just wonderful. And I've got a hard time, like, really saying for sure if this is my favorite, but it might. It is definitely close contention for being my favorite track on this thing. It is just phenomenal. And like you said, he just really knows how to compose and make use of what he's got despite maybe what he showed off in the Game Boy Advance, you know? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that that came later, and that was maybe the first time he worked on the Game Boy Advance. So we'll, we'll cut him some slack mm-hmm. on that one. <laughs> well, you know, I, I blame that on the hardware. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, yeah, I, like I said, I, I do wonder, like, like I said, that was one of the last things I could really think of that he worked on in, like, chip stuff. And I wonder if, like, he got that and was kind of like, oh, man, just not embarrassed, but effectively, like, committed, like, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, temporary like uh, seppuku or whatever, just like cut his innards out and was like, "Nope, I'm done." <laughs> it's <Wow>. like <laughs> I am so disappointed in how this thing came out. It came out good. Just the hardware kind of killed some of my songs. I'm just gonna go ahead and just say I'm done with this industry because I'm sorry. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. I know. I actually, yeah, Mizutani's great, and you know, he he worked with what he had on that uh, on that Game Boy Advance, and yeah. that soundtrack, admittedly, was far better than that game deserved. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, no, no offense to anybody that worked at Natsumi. I mean, you know, I, I understand you have to, uh, you got to pay the bills sometimes. And, you know, sometimes just doing a licensed game to pay the bills is what you got to do. But, you know, having Muzantani work on it and, like I said, going back and playing it, I'm like, oh, geez, you know, just why, why does he compose so well? Like I said, it's like that damn Tim Fallen Pictionary soundtrack. Why, 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 <laughs> why is this wasted on this? Yeah, completely wasted. Uh, yeah, both of those soundtracks, and uh, yeah. you know, maybe maybe even this a little bit. Like I said, this, the game's not great. It's not nearly as I would say not put together well as Ninja Storm was. But this definitely, the soundtrack again is definitely a little bit better. 
than the game maybe deserves and also hearkening back to you know rock out with your card out uh you know namesake that yeah you want to listen to the soundtrack maybe not play the game so much <laughs> uh jeez. <laughs> uh, anyway uh, yeah let's go ahead and let's move on to the next two tracks the next two one or two tracks we're going to be listening to are chapter six energy plants in the future and chapter seven castle in the past so we will move on to those and come right back
Alright, so first up was chapter 6, Energy Plant in the Future. And this is the one that I'm saying, like, I would have never believed that Mizutani wrote this one. <laughs> it definitely, it, I don't know, man. I like it, but you put a gun to my head and said, did Mizutani compose this thing? Yes or no? And I'm I, no, just, I'm dead. Because I would have never, 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 never thought that this was him. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, man. It's uh, kind of weird hearing this and knowing he composed this. Not that it's a bad track. Mm -hmm. It's just not like him to do something like this. Yeah, it's definitely a step in an odd direction. Maybe not an odd direction, but a different direction for him. It's because normally like Mizutani has like a lot of that, like, you know, like sort of like action NES kind of feel to it. And this is definitely a little bit more like slower and methodical and almost mechanical, which I guess makes sense for an energy plant thing. It just there's a lot of like deep notes in this thing that kind of give me that vibe. It's I don't know, but. Uh, you know, this one does take a bit to get going. It's really intense sounding with, like, deeper percussion sounds and, like, the really low notes taking the forefront for the first 15 seconds. The track really is great at keeping on the low end of notes, never venturing even too high on the mid-range notes. Mizutani really picked what he wanted this to sound like and just stuck with it. It's, like I said, it's not his normal sound, so I, I do wonder if, like, this is, like, a little bit of an experiment for him. Like, he decided, like, hey, you know, I kind of want to do something different than I normally do. But... If that's if that's the case, he really stuck to his guns on it. I'm I'm impressed. It's just weird that this is him, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's just like I said, not like him, mm-hmm. but I don't know, maybe he was testing the water. Yeah, Who maybe. Knows? You know, and I don't think a lot of Game Boy music I've heard like really makes use of the lower end of scales too much. And based on this one, that's unfortunate. It's got a really great sound to it. I am really happy with how this sounds, even if, like I said, it's a little bit of a like you take this out or like if you put this in the middle of the soundtrack, you're just listening to back to back. This is like, you know, one, you know, one thing here is not like the other. And it's, it's definitely this track. It sounds weird in this soundtrack, even if it is really good. It just, it kind of sounds a touch out of place. Yeah, definitely really does. But you know, all in all, it's a great track. Build up took a while to get through, but it was enjoyable. That little lead that takes place at the 30 second mark is just, it's too catchy, man. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yes, dude. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, what takes place afterwards really made my teeth grind. Ooh. And, you know, it's, I'm sure you caught the sound, too. But, you know, is it just me or does that sound remind you of like a car horn as well? <laughs> that kind of do, 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 do sort of thing. No, it, or... like uh, I can't even explain it right now. It's just like a sound that pops in every few seconds. Mm, you know, I don't think I caught it. Um, you know, there's there's that one on that we did on the uh, the the Car Ranger one that really sounded like a car <laughs> horn. That I that's right. I literally think that was a car horn they were trying to emulate. Yeah, I think that was a car horn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that totally had to be a car horn. Like I said, yeah. it makes sense there because it is a you know a Power Ranger show based on them driving around in cars, which makes no sense. <laughs> I can drive around in a car. I want to see them in like these gigantic like dinosaurs or like. Like, you know, just like these crazy, like, mechas, not a freaking car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just, just really weird. Yeah, but anyway, but, yeah. No, yeah, you know, anyway. I, don't, I don't think I caught the car horn. I'm going to have to go back and listen for it now. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't know. Whatever it was, my ears just weren't having it. <laughs> okay. But like I said before, this is a great track. But as far as sound design and com- composition goes, this, to me, is the weakest track to come. Okay. It's a good track, but I... You know the design of it i just wasn't expecting this i was expecting something else but you know good track for what it is yeah but like you said it is it does seem like it's a tad out of place mm-hmm. 
it's almost like he had something else written or like he, he had written this for something else and was like uh, i'm running behind i'm gonna slide this over to this one <laughs> but that's funny uh you're gonna be surprised because coming up uh well, you'll see what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's let's actually talk about that one here. Uh, the next one is Chapter 7, Castle in the Past. And, well, um, this one is totally not influenced by any Castlevania music ever. Yep, totally not. Not at all. <laughs> not in the least. There is not a hint of Castlevania influence at all. Wouldn't I don't think Mizutani has even heard of Castlevania music because there this thing sounds nothing <laughs> like a Castlevania track at all. There is no organ, there is no like uh like really good tempo to it that sounds like a Castlevania track or it this totally doesn't sound like he is sliding this track to Konami to get his job back over Konami uh, and maybe compose on a Castlevania game. Not in the <laughs> least. <laughs> yeah, not even. <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, still as much as this thing is just totally like a Castlevania track, it's music that works really well. It works well for a reason, and Mizutani's pretty good at doing his own thing with it, even if the influences are a little obvious. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, everybody has their influences. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> it's just, like I said, this one is a little too much like, uh, you know, slaps you in the face with it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, really? I mean... Really, I feel like this intro is what makes me think of that. But, like, kind of once you get past that organ sound, it really does go into, like, Mizutani's normal sound. But you'd be hard-pressed to really hear, or to not hear that influence of Castlevania on it. It's, it is really, really obvious, like, with just, like, the, like, the, like, the beat and the tempo of it and just, like, the harmonies. It really sounds like a Castlevania track. But it is not a Castlevania track. Like I, I made sure I went back through the first three Castlevania games <laughs> to make sure I wasn't crazy and like that he didn't just like rip you know steal this like whole cloth from from a Castlevania song. I was like, okay, so the organ thing is just a. It definitely sounds like a Castlevania thing, but it is not. So okay, good. We're not talking like you know straight plagiarism here. This is just very <laughs> influenced by. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I was trying to figure out why this track sounded so familiar, and, well, you totally hit that nail on the head. <laughs> that's why. Man, that's, I, I think that's pretty cool. That's, yeah. uh, that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> but with that aside, I really like what was done with this track. The track uh, never really loses that momentum, even though most sections seem to be looped. It's just a wicked track, man. It's just the way it unfolds. Really cool. I dig the hell out of this. It's just weird that there's a Castlevania track in a Power Rangers game. <laughs> yeah. Talk about out of place, but it worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Like, I, I didn't plan on these two tracks being in the same segment when I was, like, jotting down the notes and putting, like, the order we're going to listen to these things in. But it worked out perfectly because the two tracks that are, I, I like I said, I like them both. It's just they are weirdly out of place in the soundtrack. Yeah. It just throws you for a loop man yeah it's Weird. like what in the hell are you doing dude like i said the but, last one was like it like i said it, it, it's <laughs> this really weird like really deep like bass heavy track and then this one is just a total like love letter to castlevania <laughs> <laughs> yeah really <laughs> it's like it, it it left a note in uh, in castlevania's locker and asked like do you like me to circle yes or no <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's kind of oh, how man. I feel about this thing. It's just really weird. Like I said, it, it's a great track. It's just really smacking in the face of, yeah, <laughs> Castlevania. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, like I said, um, I don't, I don't know we've ever talked about it before, but like, uh, Mizutani did start off working for Konami. So I wonder if this was sort of like a, you know, I never got to work on Castlevania and that is like one of the biggest series that they have that is still sort of ongoing to this day. I don't know. I, I will almost none of their series are ongoing anymore, but you know, like that, but those soundtracks are just iconic and wonderful. 
And maybe this is his, like, you know, I could have done Castlevania if I wanted to, damn it. You uh, bastards, here, here. Uh, see, this is what I could have done for you guys. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Who knows? <laughs> maybe that's what it was. This was just a, him getting a makeover after high school or whatever and showing up to his 10 year reunion and being like, look what I can do, bitches. Look what I look like. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, can you guys tell the difference between awake Jason and half asleep Jason? <laughs> Damn, you uh, seem wired. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty, like I said, I, I'm I'm awake, I'm alert. It's normal, like, I have to force myself to go to bed when I get home just because, you know, I've got to get a couple hours of sleep before the kids mm-hmm. get me up for the day and I'm dragging around the rest of the day. But, you know, once I wind down, I'm, I'm wound down. So, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and let's move on to the next two tracks. Uh, they are going to be the final chapter, Secret Base, Present Day, and that is the last time I'm going to need to take a big <laughs> breath before I say a track because that's the last long one. And then after that is... Boss music. Ah, nice and short title. Nice God. And short, man. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for, man. I was like, I need a breath. Uh, judging by the uh, track thing on the GarageBand thing, yeah, I could probably use with a little less talking here. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and listen to those two, and we'll be right back.
Alright, final chapter, Secret Base, present day. Last time I gotta take a big breath for this one. <laughs> Alright, this is another one with a great beat to it. It's a good head bopper. That 15 second intro is something I find myself listening to, and I almost can't help my foot just like tapping on its own, my head bopping. It's just catchy as hell. <laughs> After that intro, it just blends so many different sounds together masterfully. Really Mizutani at the top of his game. This is another one I listen to, and I'm just sort of amazed this is being done on a Game Boy. It's just so rich sounding. Uh, percussion is a hair weak. It's, I don't know, I, I'd kind of like to have it hit a little harder than it did, so it wouldn't be so... Maybe like wavy sounding is the best way I can describe it, but that's as close to something as you're going to get a complaint out of this one. I I love this track. It is melody wise and just sound wise my favorite. But you know the the uh, chapter five jungle in the past one that one is just bursting at the seams with what it's trying to do. This one feels a little bit more reined in as far as what it's trying to do and making use of the Game Boy hardware without making it feel like it's going to just blow that sound chip and just have the Game Boy explode in your hands. So <laughs> this one's a little bit more of a, I guess, exercise in restraint that's still catchy as hell and still got a great tempo to it. Whereas that other one, the jungle one, is just, like I said, just exploding at the seams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I said, I, I really like this one. It's probably... I'm going to go ahead and say this is my favorite one, ultimately, because, like I said, that other one is just so... I don't want to say, like, experimental, because it's it just... It, it feels like it's pushing the Game Boy hardware almost too much, and I love that it's doing that, <laughs> but this is, like, a little bit more restrained and still just peak Mizutani for me. Yeah, this is a, it seemed a lot more polished to me and just tamed, you know. Mm-hmm. But what's funny about this track, and I'm not sure if you caught it, but you know that 30-second mark loop on uh, Chapter 6, the Chapter 6 track? Well, this is it. <laughs> this is the, the loop. Oh. And I love how he used this loop as the bass. Oh, man, I didn't even catch that. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that one. Yeah, and uh, I was just so surprised with it, man. He just totally amped up another track using that particular part as the bass. And maybe he felt the way I do about chapter the chapter six track, just a weak design. So seems like he just went ahead and did what he wanted to do with the best part. Hmm. And I think that was a great idea because this track just has a beat you can't ignore. It just gets your head bopping. <laughs> Dominic, are you have you been looking at my notes? Oh wait, you have been looking at my notes. Never mind. Oh yeah. <laughs> Time. <laughs> eh, stupid question. Eh, geez. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, man, there's this thing is just catchy, and I I love this one. And like I said, it, it's it's I think this one's a little bit more I don't want to say listenable long term. Like you listen to this more in a loop, I think, than the jungle one, just because it gives you a little breathing room occasionally. Whereas that other one is just constantly just like hammering you. Mm-hmm. I, I I think. I think best way I can put it maybe is that jungle one is a full on sprint. And this is a little bit more of a like a fast-paced run. You can you can do this one more long term, even though it's still pretty quick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I totally agree with you. And uh, like you had mentioned, this uh, is probably your favorite track. This is definitely my favorite track out of uh, this whole OST. Oh, okay, good, good. Oh, good. We're <laughs> we're on the same page here with this one at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an excellent track, man. Like I said. I'm just so surprised that they actually took that one part that I was completely in love with and, you know, he actually made another song with it. Hmm. And so that's about 30 seconds into um, the, the chapter six one? Yep. Okay, I'm going to have to go back when we're done recording and listen to that and listen for it because 
like I said, I, I like that one a, a little bit more than you do, but yeah, like I said, it, it's it's the one that sticks out as like, this almost doesn't sound like Mizutani, so it's kind of cool that he reused it into something that's a little bit more, we'll say, appropriate for his style. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you Definitely. said that. Yeah, you said that uh, without sounding quite so much like you're bloviating. Take a shot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, like I said, this podcast. If anyone's drinking along with the things you're supposed to drink along with at this oh, point, man. they're going to be trashed uh, every single episode because, yeah, I, I don't want to say I tend to repeat myself a little bit, but uh, maybe I, I tend to lean on a couple phrases here and there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hope you guys aren't kicking back the whiskey. Yeah, yeah, because oh, boy. Probably wouldn't be waking up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, wake up, wake up. You're listening to a podcast, but wake up. <laughs> this is not the kind of podcast you should be falling asleep to. Hardcore history, sure. You know that uh, Dan Carlin's got a very soothing voice. You can listen to that. But this, you know, we're listening to like really kick-ass video game music. Don't fall asleep to this. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, we have talked for quite a few minutes about that one. We should probably move on to the second one. There, Yes, we, we did listen to another track in this segment, so <laughs> we should probably talk about it. <laughs> Um, we're going to go with boss music here now. This one's a little bit of an odd choice considering what we're used to with Mizutani. It definitely feels a little bit more subdued for a boss theme from him. Uh, Mizutani's normally so good at like fast-paced, intense tracks. It's just odd that someone with that skill doesn't actually take advantage of it here. It's almost as if he's saving it for something. Um, I'm not saying saving it for something like in the next two tracks we're going to talk about with boss <laughs> stuff, but whatever. Uh, anyway, still, it's got a great use of scaling notes and a hell of a catchy rhythm throughout the whole thing. Yeah, you know, I guess if you search hard enough, you'll find that somewhat epic sound every boss track should have. But that's a problem. You shouldn't have to. Yeah. Not sure what was going on with this one. Well, I, I do. I know exactly what was going on with it. But, you know, it does seem a little underwhelming. Wasn't expecting this. I was expecting something to hit you in the face. <laughs> but, Slap you in the face a little bit. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Dominic, but, just just embrace it. Just say it. Just say slap you in the face, Dominic. Just embrace it, man. <laughs> That's your line, man. <laughs> uh, I, I am completely allowing you to plagiarize it. Go for it. <laughs> it definitely just... Uh, you'd expect something to slap you in the face. There you when go. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You, you know, could just be me, though. I don't know. It's just could be me and my weird taste and that's maybe why i didn't find this one too uh exciting yeah but leads were pretty sweet it's a weird Mizutani track for a boss theme because he is i mean normally everything he composes has got such a great tempo and rhythm to it and really kind of gets it going with um with like the melodies and just like the fast like pace to it and this one's like really like it feels more like a stage theme than a boss theme which is weird yeah, exactly. And like I said, that's why I wasn't expecting it. You know, it's just I was expecting something to just slap you in the face. Yeah. Oh, man, these guys are going to be <laughs> trash listening to this episode. <laughs> that has got to be like the ninth shot on this episode here. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, jeez. All right, let's go ahead and let's get to the next segment here. Um, like I said, this is maybe what uh, Mizutani was saving the boss things for, the boss tempos for. So, so let's, uh, yeah, let's talk about them. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next two tracks we're going to be listening to are Megazord Battle and Shadow Zords Battle. So we'll listen to those, and we will be right back.
Alright, make a Zord battle. Much, much more Mizutani style. Tempo is fast and intense. Great use of the hardware here. Makes full use of the scale that the Game Boy is capable of. Great percussion throughout. Great bridge at 26 seconds. That really gets low in the Game Boy scale. Not quite as low as that energy one we were talking about before. The energy based one. But, mm -hmm. yeah. It, this thing makes use of the Game Boy's hardware pretty well. I was really impressed with it, and it definitely softened the blow of that boss music theme, uh, getting not quite as much out of me as I was hoping for, like, emotionally. Uh, this was like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. So it's like, of course, when you're going up with the, uh, let's say, you know, increasing intensity with you know going from fighting a boss when you're a power ranger to then using your zords yeah of course everything's going to kind of go up there you know <laughs> yeah for sure so i think this one makes a little bit more sense like oh okay you didn't want to like just like you know do the like you know there's no shredding guitar in this but you know the equivalent of like you know a shredding guitar for the most basic boss battle thing when you've got this to work <laughs> into it's like no 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 we gotta gotta save a little bit of the good stuff yeah you know it it's obvious that that boss battle track wasn't something to waste your time with when you have a Megazord battle track to compose. Mm -hmm. So I completely understand that. That was pretty cool. Um, pretty smart thing to do actually. Yeah. Um, musically, definitely a good idea. Composing a somewhat weaker track to lead up to this pretty nice way to go. This track, uh, definitely hits home. It really has that intense element within it that gets you pumped, but damn that rhythm though, man, that's, uh, that's what I was following. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is just catchy as hell, man. Mizutani is, like I said, man, when that dude is fired on all cylinders, man, it, it is hard to top him. I mean, even Tim Fallon, I think sometimes, like, like I said, that Pictionary thing is great. That Silver Surfer soundtrack is great. But when Mizutani is just, like, you know, doing what he does best, it is hard to beat that man. Yeah, it's it's extremely hard to top his work. There's plenty of stuff out there that might be a little bit more, let's say, deep, a little bit more rich as far as different sounds go. But when you're going for, like, you know, action, like, NES-style stuff, Mizutani is just nearly impossible to beat. The man is just a master at his craft for those type of games. And it really shines through in this soundtrack. I mean, like I said, even the weakest tracks here are a lot better than some stuff that I've I've heard throughout my years. And I'm just like, honestly, I, really, I think the stuff that we didn't cover on this soundtrack or from the soundtrack is, is just stuff that's like 20, 30 second loops. So it, it makes no sense to really cover it. But even those things, they're really good. So even the longer or the weaker, longer tracks that we've covered, they're still really good. And... At the very least, they're like high, high B-tier stuff that you hear from other composers. And this is like, like I said, this is a licensed game that... Uh, I don't want to say it like this, but it almost feels like sometimes like these licensed games just get shit out, basically. And <laughs> Mizutani just kind of like really puts in the effort where he doesn't really need to. And it's like, man, good for you, dude. It's like you put, I mean, like 30-something tracks of this soundtrack. I think it's like 31 were composed for this soundtrack. And he does such a great job of just bouncing back and forth between like tempos and different sounds and making use of the Game Boy hardware to its absolute limit. This Megazord battle thing is just great and I I really liked it. It is just it really helps make that boss battle theme seem a little less of an insult almost like oh you kind of threw in the towel here like you weren't even trying at this point oh oh i <laughs> oh, i'm sorry. Shoot. I'm sorry Mizutani. I see what you're doing. You were you were you were kind of building up to this. My bad. I will never question you again, sir. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, that was an excellent strategy. And, you know, after everything that's been said, he, you, 
it's obvious that he takes a lot of pride in his work, no matter what title he's working for mm-hmm. or working on. It's just, uh, you know, I respect him for that. That's I give him a, so much credit. Yeah, you could literally like have just put like any bleeps and bloops on this thing, and it probably would have been okay. But Mizutani just goes for broke almost every single time, and it yeah. really shows through. I mean, you know. Three out of the five Power Ranger games we're talking about are Mizutani games, so that should give you some indication <laughs> that, hey, these kind of, you know, average to not good uh, side-scrolling platformer beat-em-up things, uh, the soundtracks for them have all been pretty solid, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and move on to Shadow Zord's battle, and we were talking about, like, how much the intensity ramped up for the Megazord battle. Oh, nope, I'm sorry. It ramped up even more here. I don't know what the hell was going on, man. It just, like... Oh, this one, this, it's like, oh, the Megazord battle is pretty intense. I'm sorry, Mr. Tani, you were saving it for this. Oh, shit. Never mind, you were saving it for this one. My bad, dude. Yeah, it's pretty fucking insane. Yeah, if if he had did, like, one more damn thing that it wrapped up the intensity as far as, like, a boss battle theme thing like, went, I'd just been like, my heart would explode. I'd just be like, okay, I can't take this anymore, dude. You have to you have to calm down. I can't do this. My, my poor, you know, 37-year-old heart cannot take this level of intensity, man. Stop composing like this. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, <laughs> All right. So the first 10 seconds of this makes you think, oh, God, is it really going to be one of those like overly intense two second loop things that's just crammed <laughs> in as boss fight music? And nope, Mizutani just delivers. It's a little bit shorter than I would have liked, but really great percussion and use of scaly notes to keep the intensity up throughout. Like I said, Mizutani, it just, just, just. <laughs> Clap! I'm not even slow clapping for you, man. You deserve you deserve the fast clap. You oh. deserve the the standing ovation. You deserve everything I can give you, man. I I just, dude. I know you're not listening, and even if you were, you don't really speak English. So what the? You'd just be like, he keeps saying my name a lot. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's hilarious. I thought you were, uh, you know, making the slap in the face. Sometimes. Oh, oh, well, no, he's he's definitely doing that too. Yeah, Mizutani just totally slap, 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 slap. I'm like, dude, just just give it to me, man. I love it. I love it, man. Just slap me in the face as much as you want. If this is what you're giving me, slap me as much as you want, dude. Uh, that's funny. But man, he just keeps ramping it up, man. It's yeah. I did not see this coming. You know, it. I, it's funny because uh, you know, the Megazord battle. I was totally drawn to the rhythm, and now I'm drawn to the lead in this track. It's just super intense. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the hell a Shadow Zord is. Me neither. <laughs> damn, that shit must be intense. <laughs> I was going to say, all I know is it's more intense than a Megazord, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, and I really like the length of the loops long enough to enjoy and not kill the track. Mm-hmm. Um, not much else to say about it. It's just super intense, man. It's just ramped up to, uh fucking crazy <laughs> yeah yeah this uh th- this cranked up to oh i don't know 17 not 11 it yeah it, there you it, go yeah it, it cranked up to 17 man this this thing i was just like dude all right cool man, man. do your thing Mizutani. do your thing <laughs> it's just it's something else i was not expecting this yeah fucking a good strategy holy shit yeah you 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 surprised the hell out of me when i was listening to these i was like oh the boss theme's pretty catchy we'll talk about it i'm like oh the megazord theme's really good it, it kind of builds on that on that boss theme's intensity or kind of lack thereof and builds you up to like this level of intensity that sh- you should feel for a boss theme and then the shadow Zord thing comes up comes up and i'm like jesus christ man what are you doing slow down <laughs> man i can't do this if i was like listening to this I'm like if the next thing goes up anymore i'm I, i'm done i can't do this podcast like i will be dead <laughs> Gotta put it down. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I, I might need to take a break from listening to the soundtrack just because I can't deal with the intensity anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, well, we are just about done with this podcast. So let's go ahead and listen to the last one we're going to listen to today. And that is going to be the credits theme. So we'll listen to that and be right back. And that was the credits theme. It is really catchy, and I do wonder how many people actually stuck around after they beat the game to listen to this one. Its placement is almost unfortunate, as it's such a great way to, like, end a game. It's got really great use of, like, lower mid-range sounds to kick it off. Percussion doesn't even start until 15 seconds in, but once it does, it really has the necessary flavor to it. And I think about 42 seconds in, it does this, like, scaling notes thing that I completely dig. It is just a great vibe to it with a great use of the Game Boy's sound. I, like I said, we've been saying it throughout this podcast. Mizutani really took advantage of what the Game Boy is capable of, and I, 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 I don't want to say adore the soundtrack, but I really, really dig the soundtrack. Mizutani did a lot of work that he didn't need to, and I just, I really appreciate his not only his craftsmanship but his like work ethic into doing things that he shouldn't have to do for games that aren't. I don't want to say worthy, but maybe aren't worthy of the work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you, man. Uh, All I can say is the guy takes a lot of pride in in what he does, and he's super consistent, and sound design is just phenomenal. Like Mm. I said, he could just, he could throw anything at you, and you're going to like it. But I hate to say it, but to me, it seems like this track was, uh, you know, the placement of this track is all wrong. And, you know, it fits fits as a credit track, but... Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate because I'm sure a lot of people that actually played the game probably missed this track, and it's one of my favorite tracks. You know, I just, I don't know, the progression of it's great, the leads are excellent, Mm -hmm. it's just super unfortunate that it's, you know, at the end of the game. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know about you, like, you know, you play like a kind of like a simple, like kind of side-scrolling platformer action beat-em-up thing or whatever this is, you know, you beat the game, 
especially on a Game Boy, do you sit there and let the credits roll, or do you just turn it off? Because, like, oh, I beat it, cool, click, and turn your Game Boy off. <laughs> yeah, and see, that's usually what I do. Yeah. That's it, you know? I'm closing my eyes for a while. <laughs> yep, yep. It's like, man, this, like I said, I... And, and also, I guess this game wasn't that great, so I wonder how people ever got to the end anyway, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like between... It's like that, that Venn diagram of people who actually beat the game and then people who stuck around and listened to it, like, that thing has got to be so, so small. Uh, people who just, like, naturally heard this without, like, you know, digging up the soundtrack for it for whatever reason. Like, you know, outside of, like, us digging it up for Mighty Morphin May, it's like... How many people actually bother, like, thinking, like, hey, the Power Rangers Time Force soundtrack, I should listen to that. <laughs> that's yeah, really. That's got to be a winner of a soundtrack, right? I mean, a 2001 Game Boy Color game. Clearly, that is going to have a kick-ass soundtrack, because why wouldn't it, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, this, this hardware was dead. This thing should have been dead and buried, but no, mm-hmm. no, no. Mizutani was like, nah, I got this thing. Don't you worry. Yeah, and like I said, I'm super surprised with this whole OST I was not expecting this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first one we did was the impetus of this whole month project that we're doing. And I really dig that soundtrack. It is great. But this thing, I mean, I knew it was good because I listened to it. And you know, I listened to the whole thing before I, I suggested it and started putting the thing together. Like, okay, well, I think these are the ones worth covering. And then the more I listened to it, as I started taking notes for it, I was just like, geez, oh, this is a damn good soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, I, the one we're covering next, I like a hell of a lot. But this one, I, I gotta say, I, I, I'm right with you, man. It surprised the hell out of me. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did, even though I'm the dumbass who picked it out. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely was listening to it, and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. But I think, you know, I, I, I was thinking, like, oh, the the, the game we're going to end this month with was going to be sort of the high note as far as, like, my taste goes. This might have actually been my favorite this whole month we've done. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I think this is my favorite as well. It is just peak Mizutani. I mean, I would put this soundtrack up against Shatterhead and Shadow of the Ninja any day of the week. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's, a, I don't know, this is just... I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, really wasn't. That is just a reoccurring theme throughout this whole this whole episode. I mean, you and me both. For a little behind-the-scenes look, you know, I'll pick out the albums most of the time that we're going to cover, and then I'll sort of pick out the tracks for the most part, and then I'll send Dominic a list, and, you know, if there's any he wants to cut, we'll cut. But for the most part, we really haven't bumped in anywhere. We really felt like there was it was anything that I picked out, we've generally covered i think we've only cut like maybe like two tracks out of all of the things i've thrown out or thrown at you for suggestions right yeah not many at all so the behind the scenes thing like i said is i pick them out and then i send them to dominic and then i'll take my notes and then he'll like look at my notes and you know build his and like kind of see where i'm coming from when i'm talking about it and use that when he's you know doing his own notes after listening to it so it's, it's sort of this like this building thing between the two of us. But I listened to this thing and I was like, Jesus Christ, what did I get us into? I mean, this is good. I mean, I was expecting good, but not good, you know? I mean, I like I said, so far, like, I was thinking, you know, we were going to have a hard time topping like Shatterhand and Shadow of the Ninja as far as like good Mizutani stuff. But... A 2001 Game Boy Color game based on Power Rangers Time Force may have toppled them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I 
said it a million times. I'm super surprised with this OST. Uh, after hearing, you know, the Game Boy Advanced deal, I wasn't expecting anything better than that. <laughs> Not that it was great. Like I said, limitations. You Hardware, unfortunately, just couldn't handle what was thrown at it. And I was expecting the same thing with this, actually. But, damn, I am super surprised and I'm in love with this OST. It's great. Yeah, absolutely, dude. The way the uh, the YouTube playlist for it works is there's a bunch of kind of like the quick things that loop after like 10, 15 seconds, 20 seconds. And so like getting into it, starting it that way was a little rough. I was like, oh, okay. Like they do the main theme. I was like, oh, of course the main theme is catchy. And then they do a bunch of the other stuff where it loops and loops and loops. And it's like, okay, it's a little old. I don't need to listen to this. This thing is like 15 seconds long. I, I don't need to listen to this for three minutes. And then it took a little while for me to get into the meat of the soundtrack where, you know, this is the stuff we're talking about. And once I got into it, though, it was like, Jesus Christ, I may need to go back and give some of these other things a listen because I, I may have given them a short trip, just kind of skimmed over them a little bit, listening to them like maybe a little bit more passively than I normally do. And going and listening to these things, you know, just compiling them, like I kept coming back to the soundtrack. Like, I want to listen to this thing again. It's like, I... I normally don't do that because we, we once we kind of have the notes down and decided what we're going to do, I sort of have to move on, start looking for the thing we're going to do for the next show. But man, I keep coming back to this thing. Like I was listening to it last night while I was at work. This thing is just killer. Yeah. So just so surprised with it. I'm glad you brought this one to the table. And I don't know. I just, damn, yeah. probably going to listen to this later on actually and I like some of the songs so much that I, I'm actually thinking about creating my own versions of them. Dude, you, you've said that before. you got to do it, man. I, I, <laughs> I, I want I want some of these damn things with you playing guitar on them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just just the way they're composed. It's excellent. It's Some of these tracks are just literally perfect, so has to be done. <laughs> yep, absolutely, dude. All right, well, I think that will wrap up this episode. So we have only one more week of Mighty Morphin May, and I'm a little bummed out about it just because this has been a lot of fun doing this. Digging up Power Rangers games. Like I said, I knew there were some good Power Rangers soundtracks, but, you know, I wasn't really expecting this, as we've said a hundred times already in the last, like, five minutes. But, yeah, I mean, this has been just surprise after surprise after surprise. So the next game we're going to be covering is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the Movie. Not for the Super Nintendo. We're going to do the Genesis one. The Genesis one is recompositions, basically, of the music that plays in the TV series. It's really not original tracks at all. But hearing, I guess, something completely different sound-wise than the Super Nintendo and the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advanced, that FM synthesizer that the Genesis has, a lot of these tracks in the soundtrack are going to be very different sounding than everything else we've covered this month, but also are very cool. There is one track in there in particular that is like one of my absolute favorites to the point that it has made it into my like run work playlist and it's definitely been like you know when you like you have a playlist something similar to that and you kind of like start listening to the newer stuff or like if you add one that'll be the one you start with and then it let it shuffle through mm -hmm. that has consistently been for like the last two or three weeks the one i will start that playlist with and then just let shuffle through everything else it's it is a killer track, and we'll talk about it next week. I don't want to say exactly what it is right now. Um, I, I've told you before, or you know, when we were texting back and forth, but you know, the listeners I think will be enjoy the surprise, and it's not going to be what I play us out with either. So don't go thinking that you're going to figure <laughs> it out based on that. So I don't want to be that obvious with it. <laughs> but yeah, the the Genesis soundtrack is really good, and it makes really good use of that hardware. Like I said, the 
the everything that we've covered with like FM synthesizer stuff and Genesis stuff, we've said before that you know there are some really bad Genesis soundtracks because they they use a lot of the farty sounds, but this does not do that at all. And I am really looking forward to wrapping up the wrapping up this month that we've done with something totally different sounding than everything else we've done. Yep. All right, so with that, that will wrap up this episode. I mentioned it before in the last episode, but since we're running really long here, which kind of surprised the shit out of me for a Game Boy Color game, <laughs> um, I, I won't kind of linger on the point too long, but we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash gamesatjunk, and I want to make this very clear again, and like I said, I won't linger on it as long as we did on the last episode, but we would like to make this podcast weekly, uh, ultimately, I want to be able to do this for a living. I, I love doing podcasts. I love doing this show in particular. The other ones I've done, I've enjoyed doing them a lot, and I want to continue to do those. But I want to make more time for this podcast somehow, because this is... As much video game music knowledge as I've got, I was completely shocked by this damn soundtrack. And I want to I wanna find more stuff for Tom and I get shocked with just how good the shit is, just like on a random whim, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of this stuff is just surprising, and I, I'd totally like to uncover so much more, and really, I'd like to hear what everybody else wants us to cover, you know, introduce us to some new stuff. Yeah, absolutely, and if you want to do that, you can go over to patreon.com slash gamesandjunk, like I just mentioned, and there is a tier over there where you can request an episode. If you even want to request an episode and be able to banter back and forth with us as we, you know, talk about getting slapped in the face and bloviating and yada, 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 yada. Maybe we can even make a drinking game out of it. I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's a tier for that, too. Uh, you know, we, we like I said, we, we'd have to do some vetting. Make sure you're not going to come on here and start screaming about the wall or something. I don't or Space Force being a good idea. I don't know. You know, eh. There's certain limitations. Dominic and I will be like, okay, thanks. Uh, we're going to go ahead and refund your money and bid you adieu. <laughs> or keep your money. I don't know. I might just be like, hey, you're crazy. You're not going to miss the 15 bucks or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, all in all, like I said, if you put up with Dominic and I this far, you're probably sort of like minded anyway. So I'm not too worried about that. But, um, yeah, like I said, I, I've really enjoyed doing this podcast. This has been the the surprise hit out of all the podcasts we're doing. And I would love to be able to do this more and continue to grow, but we kind of do need your help to do that. This has been a great month of Dominic and I doing this once a week, but it is also a lot of work for us to put the show together and take time out of our days and time away from our families. And to be able to do this weekly, I, I think we might be able to swing it without, but I would prefer to actually get a little, be able for Dominic and I to like, cut back a little at work if need be so we can do this weekly maybe even twice a week we talked about because maybe we could, we could do a full episode every week and then a smaller mini episode i've got ideas for that but like i said to do those things we need some help financially to be able to make the time in our lives for them because i i don't know about uh, your girlfriend dominic but you know i'm sure my wife is sick of me playing fake radio host on the internet you know <laughs> Yeah, it's the same over here, man. Yep, yep. <laughs> Imagine uh, tripling that workload because I've got two other podcasts I'm doing on top of this one. You know, it's just like, you know, my wife is just like, uh, yeah, go ahead and play fake, you know, fake radio with your friends, Jason. That's fine. <laughs> so to be able to show her that, hey, you know, people actually do listen to this and people do like it and people like it enough to actually kick in a few bucks to help me continue to do this so it's not a complete waste of my time <laughs> and, you know, waste of her time to stay with me because, you know, she's definitely, uh, you know, <clears throat> scumming it being with me, but, hey, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, we really would appreciate your patronage over on Patreon because, like I said, this is, this is a project that Dominic and I were talking about doing for a while. We made it happen, 
And the fact that we've, we're doing this, it's, you know, we're seeing results. And the fact that we have Chibi Tech having composed our theme song is also just astounding. I would love to be able to do that. Or not do that, but like talk to people like her and maybe talk to people who, you know, maybe English isn't their first language with a translator who we would have to compensate for. But to be able to do that, like I said, we would need some help. And I, I don't want to say I'm begging, but maybe I'm begging a little bit here. <laughs> You know, as, as as you said before, a dominant tread don't beg, but Jason sure does. So maybe Jason's begging here a little bit. I don't know. Um, but yeah, ultimately, like I said, I love doing this podcast. Getting feedback from an audience is almost never happens when you're doing a podcast. But, you know, I would really like to get some feedback if you guys are liking the show. If you can't do it financially, you can always help by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, um, Spotify. We're on all those platforms and rating us, sharing us around. Like I said, I enjoy doing this show, and I think we've got a great, great just podcast going here with, you know, 16, a whole 16 episodes in, and I want to do more of it. Dominic wants to do more of it, but to get that, we need to grow our audience a little bit more so we keep seeing the numbers grow up, grow here and grow on Patreon. So if you could do that, that would be a huge help, and we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. That'd be uh, excellent if we could <clears throat> actually start doing this be able to afford to do it financially without uh, losing anything. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is definitely a suck out of our time and you know, <laughs> I enjoy doing this a lot, but you know, there's only so long I can probably justify doing multiple podcasts to my wife before she's just like, okay, look, you have to pick, um, pick <laughs> yeah, one of these exactly. podcasts or pick me. And I'm going to be like, well, uh, you know, I like the podcasts and all, but Mac goes right out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I don't know. I think it'll happen soon, um, but we just want to make you guys aware and let you know that, you know, our Patreon page is up and, you know, we, we'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to get some feedback too. I mean, let us know. Yeah. If there's something that is working for you that you'd like to hear us continue doing, please let us know. If there's something that you're hearing us doing that we're, that you're not really enjoying, let us know. Mm -hmm. I, like I said, feedback is super important. And I think Dominic and I have got a We've got a pretty good formula going for this podcast already, but, you know, there's always room for improvement, and if somebody says, like, hey, you know, maybe if you do this instead of this, and we give it a shot, and maybe it works out better, hey, who knows? I mean, you know, we're, we're open to the ideas. Oh, yeah, definitely, and just want to apologize to you guys. I I am a little tired, so <laughs> kind of hard to keep my eyes open right now. <laughs> and for some reason, I'm wired beyond all belief. I don't know what it is, but yeah. So Dominic and I are on the opposite ends of the spectrum that normally are. Normally, I'm the one that's kind of half falling asleep because I've, you know, woken up and dropped my kid off at school and been like, okay, I'm like, let's work hard, dude. I'm trying to stay awake. I'm at an hour and a half asleep. Let's do this thing, and I'm up for the day. For some ungodly reason, now I'm wide awake, but whatever. Anyway, uh, okay, uh, just because I want to wrap this up and I don't want to keep you awake any longer than I have to, Dominic, because I know you're tired, dude. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Roeco Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Ariola and Dominic. And you can follow me at Dominic Shred. All right, thank you for listening to this podcast, and we really appreciate it. And if you want to also support us, go tell Chibi Tech what a great, great podcast her music is attached to. Because Chibi Tech is great, and her work mm -hmm. is great. And also, if you want to support the her, her daytime job, you can go by the Castlevania collection that just came out on the Xbox One, the PlayStation 4, on the Switch. Because uh, M2 worked on that. And she, she didn't actually work on it, but she works for M2. And, you know, if M2 makes money, she continues to have a job as a sound engineer, sound designer, and, um, you know, composer. So let's go ahead and uh, let, let Let's keep our favorite person uh, in the in the chiptune industry, uh, you know, employed because man, I 
I appreciate the hell out of that woman and the fact that, like I said, she, much like my wife being with me, she slummed it doing this podcast for us. <laughs> yep, I agree with you there. <laughs> All right, so without uh, without me bloviating any further, we'll go ahead and listen to a track from the Mighty Milford Power Rangers, the movie uh, Genesis version soundtrack, and we will talk to you guys next week for the final episode of Mighty Morphin May. Mighty Morphin May. 